it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their, their, their face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right, Bigfoot Society, I've got the privilege of talking to Mr. Jonathan Dodd today. Uh, He's the guy that you have probably seen all over social media. I mean, this guy is making uh, crazy stuff. I mean, he's the the, the Van Meter Visitor Festival shirt I had this year, uh, which people loved. The Swoopamania shirt, dude. Yes. We didn't even have to go back Swatcher and forth. man. I was like, dude, I have an idea. I, I literally tried to do the craziest idea and I was trying to stump you <laughs> and like you knocked it out of the park dude I was like it's like Bigfoot as uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and there's like the Van Meter Visitor as the Ultimate Warrior and it's just like this old school WWF poster people were digging it dude so I'm glad that's awesome that was one of my favorite projects and I know we you contacted me like it was like eight months or something before you could even say anything about it, like oh, before you could drop it. And I was like, man, how am I going to wait this long to talk about Squatcho Man? <laughs> I th- <laughs> I know, right? I think uh, the my second, I mean, I have a lot of different favorites of stuff that you've done. I think the second favorite I have is the Cryptids Crossing the Delaware is yes. just amazing. And um that one does very well for me at festivals. As it should. And that was actually, I would be remiss to not mention, that was uh, the brainchild of Sarah Snallygaster. Mm-hmm. So she approached me about it. She was like, we got to do Cryptids Cross in the Delaware. And I was like, that's an awesome idea. So I did it. And then it's just, it kind of exploded at um, CryptidCon last year. Like everybody was walking around with it. And I was just like, I f- it made me feel so good. Dude, so people are like picking up prints and all that stuff, and yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, I have a, a I have a huge version of it. Once I get a studio set up in the future, uh, I mean, it's a canvas. It's going on the wall, so it's gonna be great, yes. dude. I'm pumped. You need like a so as people golden frame for it. Oh my god! Yeah, my wife was saying that actually. She was <laughs> like, "You need to have an amazing frame for this, not just like the canvas. It has to be in a frame." Um, so as people uh, 
probably have already picked up. So you, uh, your name is Jonathan Dodd. You are, uh, I would say, you, there. You know, there's. I would say there's many great um, uh, cryptid themed artists in the community right now. But I would say if someone is thinking of cryptid art, your name is going to come up. Or it should, and you're making oh. just amazing uh, Bigfoot photos. Your your you know parodies. You're doing all sorts of parody cryptid work, uh, but also you're getting into you know your your work is starting to get into things like small town monsters uh, documentaries, and which I really really love uh, that you know it, it they're using your artwork to flesh out the stories that they're telling, which is such a cool thing. Yeah, um, that's been so much fun to do. And they're, they're, the cool thing about Small Town Monsters, too, is they're, like, they're there to be creative. So they're, um, they'll give me, like, a, an outline or a clip or something like that and say, go wild. Wow. So, I, like, very little, like, um, you know, well, there's definitely direction, but they let me kind of, you know, use my creativity to, to bring it to life. And I, I think that, um, having worked with some more like stringent types as well, like I prefer, you know, that freedom sure. that small town monsters gives Got me you. all the time. So they I mean, they're, they're fantastic to work with. I love everybody over there. Mm, oh yeah. The great, great team for sure. I, it's a perfect uh, fit for you to be partnering with them at this time. Um, let's take, mm-hmm. let's take a, a a little step back. So tell me what was it, what came first? Was it the cryptid love for cryptids or the love for art? Tell me that. Um, it was definitely art, um, came first. Um, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've been drawing. Um, I've, I've told this story a couple times before, but, um, my dad worked at a, a print shop or he ran a print shop for, like 30 years wow. and like he would bring home these just like giant reams of white paper pads and we would set them out on the kitchen table and you know we pull out you know the colored pencils the markers the paint brushes and we would just you know go crazy like doing just have an art night basically and um he was my dad was also a big comic book fan so he had like tons of comic books that you know we could you know I could sit with like Thor and Captain America and Spider-Man and just like sit there and draw from the panels. Oh, and awesome. So that's kind of like how it all started for me is, um, art night with the family. Do you have a, um, like a comic book artist or an artist that, uh, you look up to that's been like a, you know, inspiration for you over the years in your style or anything like that? Well, definitely, um, like Jack Kirby. Okay. Um, he, uh, you know, you know, did Captain America, Thor, you know, all the, the classic Marvel guys. Um, like, that artwork was always, like, super dynamic because, you know, like, he would have, like, that force perspective and, um, you know, like, the, you know, brilliant colors and stuff like that. So I think um, that, you know, at an early age was, like, very attractive to me. And um, so I think, like, I mean, I can vividly remember, you know, sitting at the kitchen table drawing captain america in that you know that pose you know where he's got the the shield like coming right yeah in, yeah um and i mean I like think that's that's classic um so yeah that's that's probably um he would probably be my number one influence 
That's awesome. Oh, man, Jack Kirby stuff. I mean, you can't get much better than that for sure when it comes to that classic superhero stuff. Let's talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, some people, they're going to say, you know, what got me into cryptids was like In Search Of or Monster Quest. Like, was there a certain thing that you can remember getting yourself into uh, cryptids? Um, well, for me, I mean, it really started at a very early age with like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I can remember just like going into um, my elementary school library and just, I mean, I knew, like I had, I knew the route to get to, you know, the cryptid books and the monster nice. books. And um, so, I mean, there's, you know, the, those books definitely like expanded my imagination as a little kid and um i think just you know the fact that there were these monsters in the modern day that people were seeing just like blew my mind Mm. um and um yeah so i mean i think i think the cryptid stuff really started very very early for me and then it kind of took a hiatus for a while Mm -hmm. and then now is like really hyped up (laughs) that that story is familiar to me as well where it's like as a little kid you're like this is awesome and then you're like "Eh." and then something kickstarts it again was there a certain thing that kickstarted it again when you got a little bit past the i want to be cool in high school or whatever (laughs) um well, I was I was never really concerned about being cool. Fair enough. <laughs> like, I, I've always I've always been a weirdo. Um, I may look kind of normal because I have a job and stuff, and I have to look normal. Mm-hmm. But like I'm I'm a total weirdo. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think um, really podcasts. I think okay, um, really like brought me back into it. Um, there was a point where I was commuting, you know, an hour hour and a half to sometimes two hours a day oh, wow. both ways and needed to you know fill my time in the car with something wow. <laughs> so um i uh yeah so i just kind of gravitated first towards music and then towards um podcasting and, and when i heard my first sasquatch chronicles podcast yep. i was hooked nice like hooked hard <laughs> and so i mean i and you know with the two hours in the car you know you can blow through a couple sasquatch chronicles and then you know it kind of blossoms from there which i'm sure you're familiar with you know you start with that and then you go to that yep. and then you hear about another one and then it's just it it's a constant thing and it's just like there there's just so much out there now it's insane it's nuts dude there's no way to listen to you could never it do it because like, in it seems like there's a new cryptid podcast or something related to it being started every other week, which is amazing. And right. guys keep doing it because the more that this gets out into the world universe, like the more we're going to figure out. So everyone keep doing it. Um, you're absolutely right. It's crazy. Like you think about it a few years ago, it was not like this. It's Mm-mm. nuts. Yeah. I mean, even, even two years ago, it wasn't like this. Yeah, no. Uh, would, I think I think I mean the pandemic definitely is. like <laughs> I think spurred a lot of people on to to create things and like get themselves out there. Um was that was that your your thing too? Like were were you trying to I think I remember you saying something about um, that before. 
So was that the antithesis of or, um, Bigfoot Society? It, it would have. So how it worked was I started it in 2019 because I got involved with uh, STM production with my buddy Andrew Terror mm-hmm. in the skies. But the thing is, is that it would have died unless I had been like inside and men. Well, what do I do? Oh, wait, this is podcast yeah. thing. Oh, wait, everyone else is inside. And I wouldn't have gotten half the interviews I would have gotten if everyone else would have been like bored out of their mind and stuck inside. It's just how it worked, right. you know? So, uh, it, yeah. it, the creative state of the world would be radically different. I think if there had not been that pandemic, I mean, just oh, think yeah. of and all the I'm stuff that would not exist today. Holy mackerel, dude, it'd be yeah. a totally different. There'd be so many podcasts that wouldn't exist. It's crazy, but Hey, it is I'm, what it is. And like I'm, like I was saying, I'm, I'm in the same boat because uh, I picked up the iPad. I decided to pick up the iPad mm. and start playing with it during the pandemic. Uh, we were stuck inside, and wow. I didn't have a studio space anymore. Um, so I was kind of looking for that creative outlet that I had, you know, with you know canvases and brushes, but needed it to be on a very small scale just because of the situation that I was in. So I picked up the iPad, downloaded uh, Procreate for the iPad, and just kind of went from there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I I love that medium now. (laughs) Like, it's it's my go-to medium now. And it's the reason why I started doing the the cryptid stuff is... um, I don't don't think if I was painting on canvas, Hmm. I would be cranking out three or four big feet a day, you know, no, probably <laughs> like, not, it, wouldn't, no. it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. The immediacy of that medium really makes it a lot easier to, to crank out stuff like that. Do you have a favorite piece that a cryptid theme piece that you've done so far? I know that's a tough one um, to ask. Oh, yeah, geez. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just go with a series okay. because, um, and it's, I did them, I guess it's been, you know, less than six months ago. Um, but it's basically, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just portraits, like face, like sort of like chest to, you know, top of the head portraits okay. of big feet or Sasquatches. Yes. And um, basically what I wanted to do with those was just show the diversity and like the descriptions and like they're they're not necessarily based on you know actual descriptions or anything like that mm-hmm. but i think some like the most interesting things about a lot of like the podcasts that i listen to are the descriptions of the faces okay. and the builds uh, you know that they describe and that like the hair and stuff like that like i i really love to listen to these very you know intricate de- descriptions of sasquatches so that's what I was trying to capture with that um, was just how how different they could look. Oh wow! Like one could look a little bit more, you know, animalistic. One could look a little bit more human, um, and then just you know, just kind of like playing with those different aspects. So, when you're creating your, you know, you're drawing your different versions of Bigfoot, are you 
you're actually using some of these descriptive reports from different podcasts to give you inspiration or I, well, I think it, I think it's more just like in my head. Um, I have before, uh, done that. Um, I don't know that I've like put anything out there though, like saying this is from this. Yeah, Um, sure. But I mean, I've, like I said, I've listened to so many podcasts (laughs) about, you know, (laughs) Bigfoot encounters and descriptions. Like at this point, it's like kind of ingrained in my brain. (laughs) Like I have to, I guess that's also part of the creative part. I need to get it out of my brain (laughs) and somewhere else. Yeah. It's like at, it's at the point where like, uh, you can't remember life before it. If that mm-hmm. makes, yeah, maybe that's just yeah. me being crazy, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you like yeah. big into podcasts too? I mean, obviously, you have a podcast, but were you uh, big into it as well? Like just consuming, consuming, like I was, or I'm trying to remember. Um, I, yeah, there was. I'm I'm not going to name I'm not going to name names for a reason and it'll become evident. Um okay. there was a podcast I would listen to. I would be constantly like uh I would ask them a different question or I'm not liking the type of question you're asking. So mm-hmm. that so yeah, I used to I did I wouldn't have the time to listen to tons of podcasts, but um I did listen to a few uh, this would be like 2018, 2019 and all great podcasts, but that motivated me. I was like, Oh, well no one's saying you can't do one. So why don't you just do it? You know? And yeah. that kind of half, yeah. half went from there. No, so. I've definitely been in that situation too. Like just like yelling, <laughs> yelling at my radio, like why, yeah. you know, why aren't you asking this? Like, this is, you know, this would be so much more interesting than you know, that because, you know, they've talked about that on a million podcasts. Why wouldn't you go down this rabbit rabbit hole instead of this one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I understand that. Uh, It's, and always hoping that I am not doing that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Dude, you have a, you have such a great podcast. I feel like, I think I've listened to all of your episodes. Um, Wow. Thank you. Definitely a big fan of, uh, of Bigfoot society for sure. You have you definitely helped out. Jonathan's been involved with multiple projects over the years. I think the I was trying to think of like the first thing I noticed of yours, and I, it must have been a Nightcallers thing you did because you used to be like the artist for Lauren for Nightcallers, and like you would primarily yeah. do that, right? Yeah, she was like one of. Excuse me. He was like one of the first people to like contact me to do Bigfoot, you know, commission Bigfoot stuff. Um, Her and uh, Matt Knapp of uh, Bigfoot Crossroads. They both um, they both were like instrumental in like kind of introducing me into that whole community. And because of my relationships with them, you know, they're they're the type of people that, you know, will, you know, just throw your name out there and throw your name out there. Mm hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, I still, I still get people emailing me like, Hey, um, Lauren Smith said that, uh, you could, you might be able to do this oh, for wow. me. Like, would you be able, would you be able to do that? So, um, yeah. So like the, those early relationships, um, were like super vital for me. 
that's probably the number one thing that someone can take away from this is your the relationships that you make. I mean, it's the most important thing you can do, and it can it'll make or break what you're trying to do. I mean, especially as an artist, relationships. Yeah, <laughs> as an artist, I mean, it's it's not all sitting in a studio drawing. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to you have to put yourself out there a lot, and that's that's why I started doing like the you know the cryptid events. Yes, and started doing like podcast stuff. Um, yep, and I mean, you, I'm. I'm an introvert. Like, like I'm, I'm totally an introverted person. So like going out and like meeting people and like trying to, and talking about myself is like, I get, I get it. Dude. It's, it's, it's like, it's difficult, yep. dude. Like, yep. um, so I mean, but, but you have to, you have to be able to do that or you're not going to get any more work. You'll just totally. kind of fall off the radar. What was the first, uh, vending experience that you had? Uh, first vending experience was last year's, not this, not this past one, but the one before that, the very first cryptid bash. Oh, wow. So what the, the moth boys event. Just jump right into the live yeah. pool. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Like that was their first ever event and it went off without a hitch. I mean, moth boy, Mike would probably tell you, you know, there was this went wrong and this went wrong, right. but for the most part, it was amazing. It was fantastic. I haven't um, heard anything I'm, bad about any of their events ever. Yeah. No. Yeah. And this past year was great as well. Um, the, uh, I mean, the, the turnout that they had for both of the events were phenomenal. I mean, this is a, a small mountain town. I mean, well, I guess, it, you know, it's a school town, you know, sure. um, uh, it's a college town. But um, it's, you know, it's a little teeny tiny town in the mountains and, you know, 500, you know, to a thousand people or whatever coming through just to do like cryptid stuff is like, is super cool. It's, it's awesome. It's so cool. It was just, it was a great, it was a great event. It was Uh, fantastic. One day I I will make it, I'll be able to make it out there. It's, it's on the list of like, I need to make it happen somehow. Yes. Iowa is a yeah. hall, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Iowa to West Virginia. Yeah, you're asking me. I think we were messaging on Instagram. You're like, you coming to Van Meter visitor? I was like, it's like 15 hours away, dude. I don't know if Probably I can make not. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not a problem. Uh, maybe someday, but totally understandable because uh, it's hard for me to make it to all the stuff out there in, unless I fly. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Have you, and I half know the answer to this, but um, have you been able to actually go out yourself and look for cryptids? Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to do more stuff. Okay. Like I'm trying to find my own area, honestly. Like yeah. that's been kind of like a, a goal. Um, because I mean, you can go out doing this stuff anywhere. Like, if oh, yeah. I've learned anything about this, there's weird stuff everywhere. And the best thing Bingo. that you can do is, you know, you don't have to, like, it would be really cool if I could go out to Bluff Creek, you know, sure. hang out with Tate and them, you know, in the woods at Bluff Creek. That'd be amazing. But that's not feasible <laughs> you know, I with, get the, it. with the wallet. I get it. Um, 
So I feel like the best thing that you can do is just find the weird stuff around you and start educating yourself on it. Like if that's what you're into, go do that. Um, you don't, yeah, you don't have to fly out to California or up to Canada or whatever. I mean, you can go out looking on your own. Um, but yeah, um, and I actually did get a really cool opportunity to go out with, uh, Alex Petikoff and Eli Watson and, uh, Les Odell. Um, this was a few months ago, um, while they were filming Beyond the Trail and they were gracious enough to invite me out to, to hang out. It was, it's not really my neck of the woods, but it was close enough where I was like, hell yeah, I'm right. going. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, we found some pretty interesting stuff, actually, like some rock stack type things. Like <laughs> we found this one area that, um, this is Les Odell's, uh, one of his research areas. Okay. And, um, we were, we were up in there and the night before we couldn't find the area. It was like, it was pitch black and oh, the man. area was like so grown over from the last time he was there. We couldn't find his tape markers. Wow. So we were, we were out just like, I mean, it was, and it was like, it rained the night before. So it was like super wet and squishy. It was like this marsh area. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, so the next day we actually went out to try to find it and we actually did. So we went up the mountain to where he was, where he had initially found this area and we found this, it was like a pyramid almost of rocks. Whoa. That were like stacked. They're, they're big rocks too. Like, uh, I'm not picking up 200 pound rocks and stacking them. 200 pound you know, rocks in a, in a pyramid. Really? I mean, the the bottom rock. The bottom rock was at least three to four foot wide, dude. And then the rest of them stacked up. It was it was stacked up about maybe like two or three feet off the ground. Um, which I mean, people could do that. Why you you would do something yeah. like that in the middle of nowhere, like up a mountain on an overgrown mountain? Like, I mean, I don't know. Dude. I don't know why somebody would do that. Um, also in that area, there were, you know, rocks that had been smashed. Hmm. Like, it looked like they were, they were picked up and smashed on the ground. Um, and they were kind of like all over the place. Um, and then there were these trees that had sort of like these marks going up the sides. This is all in their like claw marks? in the documentary that they put out. It looked like something had like took a tree like this okay. and then pushed up or either pushed up or maybe pulled down. And I mean that that could be a bear. I mean there's bears out there sure. um doing doing stuff like that, I'm sure, but we noticed it was in like a line. So there was these scratches up the tree. And then you would turn, and the next tree in the line would have the same exact marks on the same side. Mm. Going, I think we found like three or four in a row that was like that. And it just seems strange. I mean, I'm not 100% saying, you know, oh, it was Bigfoot. But that that's a weird thing to, to see. Yeah. I feel like. Like something that doesn't normally happen. Dude, that... So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we... We had a really cool time, uh, and of course, you know, they're really cool dudes. We got along great. Um, I'm a camper. I love camping, okay. so we had a lot in common. 
Um, and I'd been doing like artwork for uh, Beyond the Trail for I guess a year before that. Mm. So we had gotten to to know each other before. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a really cool opportunity. I'd love to get back out there with them at some point if they're you know within my immediate area. I'll I definitely try to make it happen again. Heck yes, dude. Do you have a uh, <clears throat> Do you have a way that you know you talked earlier about finding the weird stuff in your area? Um, how do you usually uh, end up trying to find the weird stuff in your area? Any particular resources you use? Um, so what I've done, you know, Bigfoot speaking, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've looked at, uh, both the BFRO and, um, the Bigfoot mapping project, yeah. um, yep. the app. So um, I've, I've looked at both of those and kind of like overlaid them. Um, I know they kind of like pull some of them. I think the Bigfoot mapping project pulls a little bit from BFRO and other yeah, resources. They do. Um, so that will probably would probably be a better, you know, if you're using one thing for Bigfoot stuff, I would probably say check out the Bigfoot mapping project. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're looking on there, it, it'll show you um, like pin drops of like different locations. Oh yeah, and if you can, and if you can, you know, find a, a an area where there's a cluster, or um, and then you can kind of like you know cross reference that with like what you know, like water sources or something like that. I mean, you could, you could potentially pinpoint a, a pretty good area to at least go to and check out. Oh yeah. And he even had that graphic he came out with, which was like all the Bigfoot hotspots around the U S. I don't know if you saw that, which is like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into specifics, but it's a little bit too accurate and we're going to leave it there. <laughs> but I was like, Ooh, <laughs> You're good with what you do, buddy. <laughs> but yeah. data is data. You know, you get the right data. You can figure mm-hmm. stuff out. So, yeah. And uh, I think it's really cool. Cause, I mean, you have like the different overlaps that he has on there where you can like, you know, check out like where, you know, things are in relation to like national parks or, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Um, rivers, you know, like because, you know, they, they say he always travels the creeks. Mm hmm. You can check out the creeks and rivers and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's definitely a really cool resource. Um, also, just like just researching, like go going to the library. Like I feel like people don't even go to the library anymore. Um, no, they don't. Go to go to a library. I mean, yeah, I mean they'll just sit on their computer. I mean, there's so much at your mm-hmm. fingertips at the computer, but also there's tons of stuff that has hasn't even made it onto the computer. You know, because it's in a library. <laughs> I mean, you can go to the library yeah. and get a book and find information that's not even out there. All you got to so, do I mean, is think, find that one book from the 1800s about your town history that the info didn't get put anywhere else. And then you rediscover the right. story. And I mean, mm-hmm. like that's, you know, that's a van meter visitor right there. That's how that happened. You know, it's like they found an old newspaper yep. article and boom. Mm. This is crazy. I use the map in black a lot too. Oh yeah, I got one of those. Shout out um, to the map in black. 20, actually, I think I have twenty-two edition out now, kids. Go get one. Heck yeah, dude! I have to get the new one. It's good. It's um, good. That thing is so cool. Actually, I don't think I've even spread it out all the way yet. I don't think I have enough room in my house. It's huge. Um, I have to take it outside. 
But um, yeah, it's that's so cool, um, and that's definitely a, a good way to um, pinpoint things in your area. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, because he's got stuff, he's got ghost stuff on there, he's got cryptid stuff, he's got um, all kinds of, like weird like roadside kind of things on there. Like, there's just tons of cool stuff on there. He was he was uh, selling maps at the uh, Van Meter Visitor Festival, and I had people coming up to to me with their map and like, Hey, what's the deal with this thing in the Iowa map? I was like, I never heard of that. I don't know where he's getting this stuff from. It's crazy, (laughs) man. Like you got to get a copy of it. It'll blow your mind. Um, (laughs) Jonathan, it's been crazy fun chatting with you. Um, where, where the, what are the next events that you're going to? Um, let's see. November 19th and 20th, I'll be in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky at CryptoCon. Yep. Cool. Get to meet you for the first time in real life. That'll be yeah, cool. Dude. Hopefully we can hang out. Um, and then... No doubt. Let's see. Then I think everything's pretty quiet for the winter, actually. Um, and then things will ramp back up. I didn't know how uh, like small town monsters is having their event in 2023 monster um, fest dude in June. <clears throat> yeah. Monster fest. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there too. Yeah. So that's, um, as of right now, that's everything I got on the, on the docket. Um, so I'll probably be trying to crank out some work here pretty soon. I want I'm, I want to do a new series, like a new, like Instagram driven series. Um, hmm. I don't know what it's going to be about yet, <clears throat> but uh, I think I'm due to to start cranking some more stuff out. I've been kind of quiet on social media for a little bit. You've done some really good series over the years. Uh, I really liked your your uh, the alcohol series, the cryptid alcohol brands. Oh, the beer the beer labels. Yeah, th- that was really good. That was awesome. Um, yeah, that was yeah, a lot another of fun. series Actually, would be good. Pretty cool. Hmm. Um, it was the, with the beer labels that actually got me some work. Really? Um, like at, uh, at cryptid bash, I had, you know, stickers of each one of them. Okay. And this lady came over and she was like, these are really cool. I think I'm going to give my boss a couple. So I started up a conversation Whoa. with her and they, um, she's like the marketing person or one of the marketing people at, um, Greenbrier Valley. Oh, Brewing yeah, Company. yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I gave her a bunch of stickers to um, to hand out, and then they contacted me about wanting to do the Flatwoods Monster beer. Okay, that's and cool. So that was that was like that was like two almost two years ago at this point. Um, but I've done a bunch of work with them now. Um, we just for the um, last Cryptid Bash we did um, uh, the Grafton Monster beer, and they're going to be having that pretty soon. Nice, uh, like distribute that one pretty soon too. That's awesome. Oh, man. So I, that was just like a really cool like – and that's that's you know why you have to, as an artist, get yourself out there exactly. into the public because you, know, you never know who you're going to run into. You never know who's going to be there to see your work and you know want to put you up on something. I love it. Oh, man. I'm excited because I know that <clears throat> the future is going to bring even crazier things for you. I'm excited to see where your work takes you next. So, me too. Oh my <laughs> me too, <dude>. goodness! 
Oh, I'm, I'm dying over here. But, um, it's cough. Yeah, I just a little cough in my throat. I'm good. But, dude, I appreciate talking to you. Thanks so much for hanging out. Um, do you mind, uh, taking a few minutes to talk about how people can, um, keep up to date and, uh, pick up some of your shirts, artwork, all that? Sure. Um, so if you want to get in touch with me, probably the best way would be Instagram and, I'm at Jonathan Dodd underscore draws on Instagram. And then I also have a website, Jonathan Dodd draws.com. And, uh, through my Instagram link tree, you can actually get to like my T public and, um, okay. Like my print shop and everything like that. So if you want to pick up a print or something like that, and then if, if you see something on the website or on either the website or my Instagram that you like, and you want to print of, hit me up. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, get everybody hooked up. So what, uh, what site supports you the most as an artist? If someone purchases something from it? Um, probably, uh, in print. Okay. I think that's important for people to know. I mean, in, you can buy something and, off another and site public. and it's like the artist is going to get like two bucks, you know? So, yeah, yeah, but um, it is what it is, I guess. But I, you know, I think it's important for actually, people I mean, if, if, uh, if people are coming out to events, that's where, that's where you will okay. make your money as an artist at, at an Perfect, event. Yeah. Um, but you know, not everybody can make it out to, you know, a cryptid con or something like that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, um, I love to hear from people. So if anybody's interested, you know, shoot me a message perfect all right thanks so much for hanging out jonathan and i will be seeing you in a month or two dude i'm stoked man (laughs) see you then thanks for having me the views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of bigfoot society Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or 